In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christ is in our midst. I can't tell you how beautiful you all sounded and how nice it is to finish our week by praying and worshiping together this beautiful service of the church to none other than St. Raphael, who of course is buried here. And it's such a joy to be with all of you. I want to start out by talking tonight about, in my very unbiased opinion, the greatest football team of all time. Who here likes football? I like football too. It's one of my weaknesses because I spend way too much time watching it and, and enjoying it. But of course, in my unbiased opinion, who's my favorite football team? Father Nick, Father Michael. There we go. Pittsburgh Steelers. I just happen to be wearing black. Oh, we're all wearing black and gold, but okay. Um, now, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're a wonderful team. And, and if you look historically, they've been a pillar of excellence in the NFL all the way back to the 70s. However, and this is where it gets really hard for me to talk about, Father Nick, Father Michael, I'm very sorry, but this past year was a pretty tough one for the Pittsburgh Steelers and our fans because the Pittsburgh Steelers last year for the season, we started out really well. How many games did we start by winning? Anybody know? 11, 11 exactly. <laughs> Are you a Steelers fan? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he knows his football. So our beautiful, our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers started out by going 11-0. And then the Steelers, as I feared because it just seemed too good to be true, we started losing a bunch of games and we showed humility, at least that's what I'm saying, by losing in the first round of the playoffs. Why do I talk about this tonight besides to bring up old wounds for all of us in Steeler Nation? But because it reminds me so much of all of us here. We have just spent the last five days. Who here is feeling pretty good as a Christian, right? Because we've been in a Christian camp, a Christian community, right? We're around other Christians who are living the same faith as all of us and believe the same things that we do and trust in the same God as we do, right? And so we learn to be Christians, which means we learn to be little Christ, which means we're feeling pretty good, right? So ever since you got here Sunday afternoon, all the way through now, we've been preaching about Christ, we've been learning about Christ, we've been living the way, or at least for the most part, of course, we, we fall too, but we've been doing our best to live as Christ lived and as Christ tells us to live. And so when we all are doing that together and we're having fun while doing it by singing songs and making fun of Josh's hair and doing all kinds of other fun things, we can make it a fun time, right? Because being a Christian really is fun. And it's fun because we are being who we are created to be. Who here likes math? Okay, if A equals B and B equals C, what can you tell me? A equals C, A equals C. okay. Not super complicated. So if we are made to be like Christ, if we are made in the image and likeness of God, and we have been living like this, what can we figure out? What we can figure out is the fact that we are just made to be like Christ. It's in our spiritual DNA. It's who we are. So when we are doing what we are supposed to do, when we are being who we are called to be, it feels really good. It's a lot of fun, especially when we're all doing it together. Now, what's right behind me right now? 
the doors, right? And why are the doors behind me? Because as we prepare to leave those doors, as we prepare to go out of that gate, out of that archway, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to try to tell us that being a Christian is not so fun. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell us that being sheeple is not the right way to live our lives. There's going to be a lot of people out there saying, do this instead of following Christ, or you should come with us and do these things instead of loving others. But I want us all to remember that for the last five days, we've come to realize and come to remember, for those of us who have been here before, how fun it is to live a Christian life because that's who we are created to be. And we're just being what God created us to do. We are just doing exactly what God created us to do. So I want us to remember that. We're riding this high. So just like the Steelers started out 11-0, we as Christians over the last five days have been doing a pretty good job. And I see it, I have seen it for the last five days because everyone has been loving each other so beautifully. Everybody's been worshiping so beautifully. Everybody's been doing Christian ed and playing sports and eating meals and spending time with each other in such a Christ-centered way that it almost feels like we're undefeated, right? It feels like as Christians, like we got this, we can go do this, we can go undefeated, right? Yet as soon as we leave those doors, as soon as we leave that archway, that's where the real test begins. That's where the real challenges lie. And so everything that we're doing now for the last five days, yeah, okay, we're doing great, we're undefeated, we're five and oh. We've got to keep that momentum up. And how do we do that? By staying together. And how do we do that? But by continuing to practice. It seemed to me like the Steelers just stopped practicing in the middle of the season and they were done. We as Christians are not going to do that. We as Antiochian villagers are not going to do that because we know what's better. We are called to be better. We are called to be perfect. We are called to be Christ, like Christ. And so if and when we fall, because we likely will. That's okay. The biggest test for us is how we will respond to when we fall. Will we get back up? Will we encourage each other? Will we continue on the path towards Christ no matter what happens? And the only way we are going to be successful, the only way that we are going to continue growing closer to God, and what is success for us? It's not the Super Bowl, but success for us is even better than the Super Bowl. It's even better than the six Super Bowls the Steelers have won without cheating. But what is the best for us? What is the true prize for us? The Lord and being with the Lord where? In the kingdom of heaven. That's our prize. That's our crown. That's our goal. That's what we are called to do. Now, think about this. We might all disperse and we might never be together like this group again, except if you do your part and I do my part and we all grow closer to the Lord and we all get to the kingdom of heaven, we will all be together, but not just us. Guess who else will be there? Imagine hanging out with John the Baptist. Imagine hanging out with St. Artemius for eternity. So if we all do our part and if we all attain the kingdom of heaven, we will all be together in the most glorious way, even more beautiful than we could ever even imagine for all of eternity. So I want to encourage all of us to continue on this journey towards the kingdom of heaven with every day that God blesses us to live. 
because every day is a blessing. We don't know when Christ will come again. We don't know when our final breath will be on this earth. What we do know is that the kingdom of heaven is real and we must trust in the Lord. We must trust in God and we must trust in all those bringing us closer to God, our priests, our bishops, the church. And I tell you this, if and when we trust in the church, we will grow closer to God and we will get closer to the kingdom of heaven. And I say that because look what we've done over the last five days. As Father Nick and Father Michael have talked about so eloquently, we've enslaved ourselves for the last five days. You came here, immediately you gave up your cell phones. You fell into the schedule. Did you pick what you were going to do in the morning? Did you pick, to some extent, where you were going to go in the afternoon? Did you pick whether or not you were going to clean your cabins? Did you pick what, uh, what church services we were going to do? No. You submitted, we submitted ourselves to the community. We submitted ourselves to God, and look how fun it's been. And so I tell you that as an example for when we go home, if we continue and only if we continue to submit ourselves to God and the church, will we be led to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we submit ourselves to, that's where it's going to lead us. So if I submit myself to food, it's going to lead me to a life of food and worshiping food. And what's going to happen to food? It's going to get moldy. It's going to decay. It's not going to be eternity. If I submit myself to money, what's going to happen one day when I die? That money's not going with me. So whatever we submit ourselves to is not going to last except for God. And so that's why I encourage all of us to make the best choice, the only important choice, which is to submit ourselves to God over and over and over again every day, every moment of our lives. And if and when we do that, it might not always be easy because of the wolves that lie out there. And remember, wolves are going to go after the sheep. But how easy is it for what makes it easy for a wolf to go after a sheep when the sheep is alone? And so that's why it's so important for us to stick together as sheeple because we have to stick together. And the more we stick together, whether we're in here or out there, the wolves cannot get us. The wolves cannot drag us down. The wolves cannot take us away from God because this right here, the sign of the cross, will destroy any demon, has power over any demon. So whenever you were baptized, you were literally given power over the devil. Think about that. This simple sign has power over all of them because Christ came, Christ conquered, Christ already won, we just have to attach ourselves to him, and that's our choice. So we've been talking about freedom. We have the freedom to choose Christ or not. And here's the paradox, right? If we use our freedom to enslave ourselves to God, then we will be free to be who we are created to be. So let's choose, let's use our freedom wisely. Let's use our freedom to make decisions that will last for eternity. Let's use our freedom to choose God because he's the only way. He's the only decision that's going to last forever. And that's what we're called to do. So I preach to you tonight in front of this door because I'm scared for all of us.
because I know what lies out there. And there's a lot that lies out there that I don't know. All of us are going out into the world, out into the wilderness, to different situations where we're going to have different influences, different temptations, different environments in which we will be living. But just remember this, and please remember this. The more we stay united to Christ, the more we stay close to Christ, the more often we enter these doors, whichever church you attend at home, the more we will be able to withstand those temptations, the more we will be able to be the sheeple we are called to be, the more we will be able to graze upon the pasture that is Christ that will give us the spiritual nourishment that we need to continue. It's not always easy. It's not always going to be fun. It might even be challenging sometimes. But ultimately, in the end, it will be worth it. And I encourage all of us, use us here at the village. If you're struggling, call one of the session priests. Call your counselors. Call the staff. My email and my phone number is on the website. Call me or email me. We are here for you. We are here to support you. We are here to love you. And I promise you we are praying for you every day. And we just ask that you continue to pray for us and for each other, because by doing that, we stay united in Christ. It's not only Snapchat and Instagram that keeps us close, but our prayers will keep us the closest. And if we continue to go to church, if all of us go to church every Sunday, in a mysterious, beautiful way, we are literally together worshiping God in the heavens with all the saints and all the angels. It's one of the great mysteries of the church. So please stay strong. Please, let's use this momentum, these last five days that we've had together, and let's make the next five days wonderful as well. And the five days after that, and the years after that, and however many days we have left, we are blessed to live in our lives. Because I want all of us to stay together. I want all of us to stay united. I want all of us to stay strong so that we don't just start 5-0, and oh, we leave here and we start losing again. Yeah, we're going to have hiccups. Yes, we'll have those struggles, but we have to get back up and come back to Christ because he will never abandon us. He will always be there for us. I love you all. I thank you all for the example that you have set for all of us here as staff this week. I thank you for showing us the example of Christ's love that strengthens my faith and proves to me over and over again that God exists. With every laugh I've heard, with every smile I've seen, with every Lord have mercy I've heard prayed, it's a constant reminder to me and to all of us staff that God is real, that Christ is real, and that we can do this. We can stay strong we can stay united and finish this race together and get to the ultimate prize, which is the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God, amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our shall be.